2: And good morning, I'm Heather Caro.
0: And I'm Mike Farrell.
2: And we're broadcasting today from the Mustard Seed Catholic Bookstore in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us. And
0: Beautiful sunny day this morning. And uh,
2: Some of you might have heard on the radio that you're listening to right now that it was supposed to be Joe Rutten.
0: <laughs>
2: Joe, you've gotten tall.
0: Yeah, I know. Joe <laughs> called in the pinch hitter this morning. So... <laughs> Gave me all of about 12 hours notice and, you know, here we are. (laughs) Yeah, here we are.
2: Well, thanks for stepping in, Mike. We always love having you as a co-host. No problem. Well, before we get started with our great show this morning, we are going to start in prayer. So, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Good morning, God. You are ushering in another day, untouched and freshly new. So here I am to ask you, God, if you'll renew me too. Forgive the many errors that I made yesterday, and let me try again, dear God, to walk closer in your way. But Lord, I am well aware I cannot make it on my own, so take my hand and hold it tight, for I cannot walk alone. Amen. Amen. In, in name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. I love that prayer. So, Mike yes heather you are stepping in and we're going to get to uh have a whole half hour with you I know, Yeah. talking some about some new things that you're up to yeah yeah so i'm kind of excited to hear all about that because you've recently switched positions yes, and jobs yep, and blah blah yep. blah all
0: kinds of fun things happening so i know <laughs>
3: keeping it
2: interesting but first i am excited to talk with justin phelan this morning justin thank you for joining us
3: thanks for the invitation
2: and you joined us at the banquet, and I had the opportunity of getting to sit with you yeah. at, at the table. And I just, the whole time, <clears throat> the radio person in me was like, oh, oh, he could talk on the radio <laughs> about that. Oh, he could talk about that. So I was really excited, and I think it was a blessing that we were sat together. And
3: I think so, Heather.
2: So uh, welcome, and tell the <clears throat> listeners a little bit about yourself. <clears throat>
3: uh, well, uh, I am a counselor in Sioux Falls, and... Uh, I am self-employed. Uh I've been uh I've been a counselor uh most of my adult life. Um uh, and uh I I was a school teacher for a while. Um and that just seemed like an awful lot of work to me. <laughs> um you know it, it just it, it never ends. I went through uh, that myself. <laughs> and uh so um I'm a listener. Um, I mm. I listen to the the stories that people bring in, and um, I I enjoy it very much.
2: I love that. I'm a listener. I'm a listener. So, um, as a counselor, I know that sometimes is a um, uncomfortable place for people to admit that they want to see a counselor mm. or need to see a counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, what does counseling for the person who's never been, what does that look like?
3: <clears throat> it can look a lot of different ways, especially, um, right now with mm-hmm. what we have going right. on in our society. It can, it can be a phone call or a text or an email. Wow. Um, really? it can be a virtual visit with a computer or a smartphone. Um, uh, you know, I may never meet someone in person, um, if that's what they choose Mm uh it can be from from their balcony um to my uh basement Um, that's how we connect and you know because we live (coughs) in a wide open space uh that has many advantages for some Mm -hmm. for others they want to you know they might call or um they might do some shopping around um and we might spend a little bit of time on the phone or texting and emailing uh, while that person makes the decision whether, you know, maybe trying to determine if I'm the right fit for them. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm not, can I help them find somebody that is? Yeah. Um, there's There definitely can be like a feeling out kind of process where, you know, someone that's never seen a counselor before. Is not sure what to expect. Right. Um, Very few people contact me and say, I'm ready to talk. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't really work like that. Um, Hmm. So, for someone who's never done this, um, it can look a lot of different ways.
2: Well, and I think that's a good point to point out is um, sometimes, you know, especially with my daughter, you know, you set them up with somebody and they go in and she was seeing this one person for. Three months. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, well, how is it going? Well, I don't really like them. It's like, so why are you seeing them? You don't have to see the first person you go to.
3: right? Yeah. (laughs) And I I think that's a good point. It's not uncommon for a counselor to have people that come in one time, Mm. two times, five times, and then don't come back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We are kind of in the business of... um, not wanting people to come back, mm. right, if that makes some sense, sure, which i don't mean I don't mean to sound overly uncaring. We want people to be getting the help they need, yeah, uh, we also hope that w- that we can help them in a way that they become maybe somehow self sufficient or learn to rely on outside resources uh counseling is not really ever meant to be. A lifelong endeavor.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, Justin, talk a little bit about. Obviously, you say the, you know, the the challenges now of how you're going to. What What did you have to do to kind of <coughs> prepare for that? Because I'm guessing that your practice looks very different today than it did a year ago.
3: Well, uh, I'll come by this answer honestly. Um, uh, I wasn't sure that I was going to do it. I, I wasn't sure that I was going to make, you know, there's a switch that you have to make. Um, and so I watched people around me um, respond to this very quickly. Um, they, there's a couple of different um, telehealth um, platforms you can use. And um, so, of course, I looked for something that would be user-friendly and sure. as, a, as a non-tech person um, and inexpensive. And I didn't get very far down that path, um, before there began to be breakdowns. Hmm. Um, so, you know, I went home one night and did a little more research and, uh, found a a good tool, um, called Zoom (laughs) that, you know, a lot of the students in schools are using. Um, and uh just started using it and there was a f- there were a few glitches um getting connected um staying connected um trying to talk to people about the the safety and the privacy of mm-hmm. using such a tool um now you know a year later um y- you just you just go on Zoom that's yep. crazy. and
2: uh has it affected the way you've helped people um i would think I I'm I I'm, I read body language, I read facial expressions. <laughs> you know, I I'm very in tune with that. Does that affect the way you're able to help them?
3: I would say no. Okay. I I don't think it's a barrier uh for me. Um there are so Zoom is one one application. Other times we might just talk on the phone. Mhm. And I have had people tell me that they do not like that as much. Mhm. Um, because you're not as present with them. Uh, So, you know, from the perspective of the client, um, I think it probably has hindered them some. Mm -hmm.
0: So, Justin, uh, (coughs) you're Catholic. I am. Uh, Tell us a little bit about how your Catholic faith has sort of uh, infused into your practice and and talk a little bit about that and maybe what, what folks... Uh, Ask for or look for along those lines
3: That's a really good question Uh, And I'm glad you asked Sometimes people um, Tiptoe up to this um, Point And they ask you um, Very generalized questions um, And usually not right away Um, I I don't think people Lead with What's your faith I don't You know it, It It doesn't come up that way. People generally want to know, um, is this a safe place for me to talk about a lot of different things? One of them may be their faith. Mm -hmm. And so, for me, it is. Uh, You know, we don't get into talking about Psalms and (laughs) Gospels. And um, I can't recite every Bible verse, uh, anything like that. But it is a safe place to talk about religion. It is a safe place to um, express your thoughts on subjects like this. Um, I do not discourage it, and I do have, you know, some really good experience um, working in the faith, and so um, I have a lot of um, personal accounts of how the faith has helped me or someone in my family or prior clients. Um, So, it, I mean, it's a really good fit for people that need that. Mm -hmm. I think one of the worries
2: that we tend to have um, on this side of uh, the counseling is, am I going to go to somebody that is going to teach me new age stuff? And how can I trust a counselor? How do you decide who's trustworthy that they're not going to be sending you down a strange path?
3: That's, a, that's another really good question. Trust, I think, is earned. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not implied. Yeah. And I, th- I think as a counselor, um, it is the very most important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about confidentiality. Um, <coughs> trust is in that same vein. We don't, we don't break trust. There are times when we, when we do have to share information yeah legally Um, legally and ethically but trust the the um the practice is built on trust
0: right right and i and i think you had mentioned you know you mentioned initially the listening aspect of it you know um saint benedict says listen with the ear of your heart Mm. uh and really listening to that and and I would think that, in your practice, it would be incredibly important for that connection to happen that you're not just listening to the words that they're saying, you're listening to what is in those words and
3: i'm a lot of times I'm honestly listening for what they're not saying, yeah, yeah, mm. um, which I think is where having a a pretty diverse background really assists me in you know waiting for the moment where where the person um, is not saying anything, and y- and you're wondering what what are they thinking, and mm-hmm. you know you're kind of putting the story together, and um, so a lot of times I'm listening for what they're not telling me, and I, I hope the listeners can can understand that at some level, it, it is not always about someone coming in and talking about how sad they are or how angry they are. Um, there's a lot of other components to the story that you. Yeah, I kind of have to know about sure, that. Sure, sure. And that happens over time.
2: Right? Right. That's interesting. So, when you get to that point, how do you get them to open up?
3: Uh, well, it that doesn't always happen. Yeah. Uh, there's sometimes when you know, as as the leader in the room, you get stuck Mm. But you you have to be very patient, and you have to you have you can't force this. You ask open ended questions. you Use a lot of pausing, a lot of silence. Silence can be your best friend sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's
2: funny how people have to fill it, isn't it? Right, right.
3: <laughs> so you you have to be waiting for the mm. moment um, where that person may be vulnerable and ready.
2: Well, folks, if you're just joining us this morning, I'm Heather Caro, and Mike Farrell is joining us today instead of Joe Ruddon. Uh, We're talking with Justin Phelan this morning. Uh, He's a counselor, a Catholic counselor, and uh, we're just kind of picking his brain about how things work um, in the counseling world for those that might um, feel like they need it or want it, kind of how to go about it. So we're going to come back more with Justin right after this break. We'll be right back. (laughs)
1: Have you ever known someone who has taken their own life? 50% of Americans have. I'm Father Chris Aylar. For years, professionals have called the tragedy of suicide an epidemic, but we believe it has become a pandemic because more people in the world take their own life than die by all the wars or homicides combined. Do you know that there are more veterans who have killed themselves than were killed in the Vietnam War? And these numbers keep increasing, especially among the youth. And society doesn't help. Through misguided ways, such as shows like 13 Reasons Why, suicide has become glorified in our society. But there is hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost. And to get our book, After Suicide, there's hope for them and you, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help.
0: Real Presence Radio is experiencing rapid growth and has an additional opening in the Sioux Falls area for a full-time listener relations coordinator. This person will assist with spreading the word about RPR, including help with the live drives, fall banquet, major gifts, and local live shows. A qualified candidate should demonstrate excellent self-management and time management skills. If you sense a call to serve God in this capacity, please send a cover letter, your resume, and references to Brittany at realpresenceradio.com or call 877 795 You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network.
2: And welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Mike Farrell. And we're broadcasting today from the Mustard Seed Catholic Bookstore in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We're talking with Justin Phelan, who is a counselor here in the Sioux Falls area. And we're just kind of picking his brain about what it's like to be a Catholic counselor, right. what it's like, how to encourage people who are feeling like they might need, especially in this day and age,
0: this is a, you know, a this little is a, help. This is a difficult time. I would think that you'd be very busy at this point in time. Can be. Yeah. Well,
2: and it was interesting. We were talking about how you've had to adjust and change the ways you are visiting with your clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really um, exciting that their counselors are able to do that. Right. And provide extra help. So during the break, you guys were talking about the silence. We uh, left off with us talking about silence. Don't say anything. (laughs) Silent Mike. So uh, just diving into that just a little bit more, why is it important sometimes to
3: be silent? You know, sometimes people have the answers they just don't want to hear them. Mm. And if you give them the answer, I mean, please try to not misinterpret this. If you give them the answers, if meaning if you don't allow them the time to reach the conclusion, mm-hmm. that's a missed opportunity. Um, so, you know, sometimes you just need to to, to wrestle with it. Mm. They need to talk about mm-hmm. it. They need to you know, they need, first of all, they need to know that it's safe to talk about it, but they, they need to hear themselves talk about it before they can get to what I call is, you know, accepting it. Hmm.
2: So instead of hearing you say it, it's more important that they say it themselves.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's times certainly when they don't, when the, you know, they could still be clueless, um, Uh, after, you know, an hour or five hours or, you know, they they still might not know what is weighing them down. Uh, So you might give them a nudge. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's some some insight that can be used uh, in this business, but not always. And uh, so people don't always know. And I certainly don't always know. And so, you know maybe what i'm thinking is not necessarily what they're thinking and so if i if i rush to judgment mm-hmm. and spit out whatever is you know on the tip of my tongue what if that's wrong true remember it's got to be a safe place
0: right 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 and and i think you're always going to get better follow through buy in whatever the heck you want to call it if they come up With the answers, not Mm -hmm. you I mean, granted, we, you know And I see this in my coaching practice as well You have to nudge them and move them along And ask the right questions Mm -hmm. But it's always going to be better If they can come up with the answers You know
3: Yeah, Yeah. you want them to be motivated
2: So, thinking about your Catholic background And walking into uh, the practice of being a counselor Has God um, appeared to you in unexpected ways,
3: it has. Um, there's, there's a couple of very distinct times in my life where I knew that God was calling me. Hmm. Um, the first uh, would have occurred in 1990 when I was a sophomore in college, and I got very sick. And um it really did it it did change part of the trajectory that I was on mm-hmm. in a good way. Um, i am the people listeners will find this very ironic, um, but I am severely hearing impaired as a result of that illness. Mm. and so of all professions for me to go into, why this? Um, I think I think there is a message there that the one ear that I do have I've really got to use that huh. now I do have two ears <laughs> um, <laughs> so that was the first time that I felt um, although it took years for me to kind of reconcile that sure um, the the second time um, was quite. I, I heard it more clearly. I we were um my wife and family and I attended uh faith formation with Joe Rutten. <laughs> and uh th- there just it, there became some times when I would look at people and I would say to myself, I want I want to be where they are. Hmm. Or even I would go so far as to say, I want to do what they do. Or I want to work where they work. Hmm. Because I could see the Christ-like reflection in them. And uh, one day I was driving down 49th Street, and I heard this calling. And the calling said, turn around. As I'm driving down 49th Street. And um, it called me right to the cathedral this mm-hmm. voice and I walked in I, I can remember this like it was this morning and I walked into the cathedral and I heard this voice say why did you wait so long I've been here all along <sighs> and, I, and I kneeled down and I prayed and um, lo and behold um, those prayers were answered I became a, a employee of the diocese through Catholic Family Services. It was a great experience. I made a lot of wonderful connections. Had I not, and a lot of other wonderful changes happened in my life as a result of listening to the voice. Mm-hmm. Now, for our listeners, I'm not talking about that voice. <laughs> um, but I heard the calling. I heard the calling clear as a bell that day. And it, it would have been... It, it was a pivotal moment in my life. Um, and it gave me an opportunity to do a lot of reflecting, a lot of soul-searching, a lot of forgiveness, a lot of growing. Um, I spent every single morning for... I take that back. There might have been a few mornings I didn't, but I spent nine months in morning Mass in the chapel. Mm-hmm. And if you have not done that, I would strongly encourage people to find that it was a life-changing experience mm. for me mm. that's
0: fantastic that's fantastic and i
3: continued to listen to god's message
0: sure yeah yeah uh you know one question i would have in in uh, your work justin is obviously uh, we can't help everybody
2: Correct. Uh, And not everybody wants help. Right.
0: That's exactly right. (laughs) How do you deal with that aspect of, um, and and I think from a faith perspective especially, how do you deal with that aspect of realizing that I can't help this person?
3: Just be present. Mm -hmm. You just have to be present. Uh, There's a lot of vocations that people go into um, for various reasons. Maybe... um, Fame and notoriety or wealth or you know um, you know i'm just a helper mm-hmm. uh, that's mm-hmm. it that's all I want to do is help people and I have some hobbies um but i'm a i'm a i'm a husband i'm a father um i'm a helper and you cannot help everyone and so when you're presented with someone. That is ambivalent mm-hmm. about wanting to be in front of you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just have to wait for the opportunity. And there can be a lot of silence. And maybe you won't help that person. And that that's part of what you signed up for. Mm-hmm. I'm not... I don't help everyone. I'll be very honest about that. I am not the right fit for some people. Um. That's okay I just want to get to the people that I can help Right I it
2: think it's very interesting As he's speaking about this I'm just a helper and I'm just waiting And I just How much of that is a reflection of God How often does God do just what you're talking about It's a beautiful symmetry mm-hmm. Yeah Mm-hmm So we only have about a couple minutes left, Justin. Um, For those that are seeking or thinking about counseling, what words of encouragement would you give to them?
3: If not now, then when? It's really about timing. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people suffer in silence, and they suffer in lots of different ways, whether it's from years of abuse or... Drug and alcohol addiction, or you know, low self-esteem or bad relationships, they suffer quietly. And um, I would just encourage anyone listening to this um, that you know there is help out there, and especially today, as I hold up this smartphone, mm-hmm. um, you don't even need a smartphone to find help. You just have to reach out. I think we live in a society today where, if someone comes to you, you help them. Yeah. Uh, I just I think you don't have to wait, you know. But we do wait. We do wait because there is there is stigma that is associated with getting help of a lot of different kinds, and it doesn't have to be like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Counseling can be a very positive experience and. In people's lives, it's Mm non-invasive. It's accessible. Uh, It's it just needs to be timely. And so, to the listeners out there, I'd say if you have been contemplating taking this step, don't wait any longer. Pick up the phone, call.
2: Love it. Text. Email. Thanks for joining us this morning. Yeah, this thank was you. Great. Yeah. yeah, thank you. We'll have to have you on again. You've got a lot more to your story that I would love to hear. Love to share it. Wonderful. Well, thanks for stopping in, and we'll see you again.
3: Okay. Thank yep. you much. Thanks, All Justin. All right.
2: Well, Mike, it's time for another break this morning. All right. And then when we come back, you're in the hot seat.
0: Yeah, well, there you have I know it. you're scared. <laughs> I can just see it all <laughs> over yeah, your I face. I am. I'm sweating bullets.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Heather Caro.
0: And I'm Mike Farrell.
2: And we're broadcasting this morning from the Mustard Seed Catholic Bookstore. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Mike Farrell's going to be in the hot seat. So stick with us. We'll be right back with more. Live,
0: engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live